What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Football. I've been watching it for 40 years. Are you kidding me? You're listening to Winning Cures Everything. Game day, baby. Wake up or get out. Here's your host. A confident young man. A superb athlete. Gary Sagers. Welcome in. Winning Cures Everything. It is the Thursday, October 13th edition of the show. And I am surprised that my voice is holding up. As, as well as it is to be able to even do this. So we're, uh, we're going to try and get this thing done. Hopefully it doesn't go out again in the middle of it because it's already done that once today. Uh, but we are, we are fighting through. we got some things to discuss. Of course, the show is brought to you each and every time out by BetUS. It is America's favorite sports book since 1994. They are incredible. They treat us well. They will treat you well as well. So go and check them out. BetUS, where the game begins. You can find them at BetUS.com. I also host the BetUS College Football Show. If you did not already know that, you can find a link in the description. Very easy to do. So go and subscribe over there. We're almost to 10,000 subscribers. Uh, Got a lot of games that we hit on this week earlier. Of course, that show is every Tuesday and Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. So all of my best bets are right there. And then, of course, uh, normally on the Thursday show, I do the uh, the picks, but I went ahead and did them on Wednesday. Might start doing that going forward. We'll see. So, uh, lots to dive into for today's show. Uh, let's go on and uh, take a look. You know, uh, we'll we'll start on topic number one here. Topic number one: Big Ten expansion could be done for a while. Uh, Mike DeCourcy over at the Sporting News. Uh, has this article, Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren expansion, quote, is not something we're aggressively doing right now, which does make sense, right? They needed votes, and it looks like he does not have the votes. There's no added value to bring in anybody else from the Pac-12. There is not a taste from the administrators at the Big Ten conferences to effectively kill the Pac-12. When you bring in USC and UCLA, yes, it certainly hurts, but it doesn't kill the conference. If you were to bring in two more or four more, that would effectively end the conference because the rest of those members are going to leave. They're going to try and go to the Big 12 or wherever else. Um, the most important part of this, uh, Greg Flugauer uh, went ahead and shared this on his Twitter. It says, because of the landscape we live in, college athletics right now, just being a prudent businesswoman or businessman, you have to be mindful of potential conference realignment or expansion but this is not something we're aggressively doing right now. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, when people ask me right now, do I think certain conferences may grow through a natural evolution to 18 or 20 schools? I do believe that. Now, over what time period is the critical question? 
I don't know if that's within a year or five years or seven years. I just think there's been kind of like that, kind of like the Big Ten guru in the past. It's basically we're going to get through another TV cycle before this happens again, Uh, at least from what I can sense on this. And it does make sense, right? Uh, You don't want to deal with all the legal ramifications if you were to kill the Pac-12 because you know there would be some. Um, You need a little bit of time. You need another TV contract. You need things, time to pass, right, for tensions to calm, etc. And let the Pac-12 see what they can do. How can they make their constituents happy? How do you make Oregon happy uh, while they are still in the Pac-12 getting a much smaller media rights deal as opposed to what USC and UCLA will be getting in the Big Ten? That is where the question lies. So I'm interested to see which direction it will go going forward. But, yeah, it appears that expansion is done for the moment. Moving right along, Kennesaw State. This is an interesting one. Kennesaw State, uh, it it was put out there by Pete Thamble uh, about a week ago or so that Kennesaw State was expected to be the 10th member of Conference USA. That would, of course, require them from uh, to move from the FCS level up to the FBS level. Kennesaw State, uh, a triple option team, uh, does a lot of good things. They are an FCS powerhouse, really. A really good football team. Uh, but as of October 12th, that would be yesterday, they have conditionally approved uh, the move to the FBS and to Conference USA. That's the Board of Regents. The final condition here was GBOR 4.5.5.2. Consideration will be given to proposals that demonstrate support and approval for the plan based upon widespread uh, consultation with the institution, academic, and student governing bodies and community constituents. Uh, Basically, basically the best way that you can read into this is it's what's best for the university. It is what's best for them being on a national level, etc. Excuse me. Uh, there's there's good things in store for Kennesaw State. This is a good team, a good program. Think along the lines of James Madison uh, and what they've done so far this year and how much bigger their brand has become just by joining the FBS. Now, I don't expect the same results, obviously, because what James Madison is doing is just mind-blowing. But you've seen this in the past. App State came over and were immediately successful. Georgia Southern kind of did the same thing, immediately successful. And it raises uh, the the awareness of your brand, of your university, and that helps with enrollment, that helps with a ton of other things. So definitely something to pay attention to going forward. I believe it will be in 2024 when they are a member of not only the FBS, but of Conference USA. So Conference USA finding a way to stay relevant even with all of the losses that they have accrued uh, through this latest round of a realignment. Moving along, Shador Sanders. Shador Sanders is Deion Sanders' son. He is the quarterback at Jackson State. He is phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, They have got a Heisman Trophy campaign going for him right now, and he has now signed an NIL deal with Tom Brady's apparel line. It, uh, the Brady brand or whatever it is, uh, it's it's pretty insane. Sanders said, I'm so excited to work with the Brady team. Tom has been a longtime mentor to me both on and off the field, and I've been a fan of his apparel brand since its inception, so this partnership feels like a natural next step. I couldn't be more grateful and excited to join the list of world-class athletes that represent the brand. Uh, this is 
this is pretty awesome. It's a signature apparel brand. Uh, Sanders was one of 10 college athletes signed to help promote the company's first clothing line. So it's not like this is the first thing that they've done. Uh, but, yeah, you look at the, the stats here. Uh, he has thrown for 1,700 yards, 17 touchdowns, two interceptions, and Jackson State is 5-0 and on the season. So he's he's looking pretty good. Uh, he's they say he's got an NIL valuation of one point two million dollars per on threes NIL, uh, you know, valuation tracker whatever it is. But this is uh, this is a pretty big deal. He's already got a deal with Beats by Dre, etc. He is using NIL to the best of his ability. It's pretty awesome. Now, does some of this have to do with the fact that he is Deion Sanders' son? Yes, obviously. But the other part of this is. You still got to be good to hold up your end of the bargain. If you're not good, nobody's going to care if you're Deion Sanders' son. But the fact that you are his son and you are an elite athlete, that certainly helps things out. I think this is a smart move on both counts, on both sides of this. Moving on, number four on today's show, the news items here, Jalen Daniels. Let's go on and bring this thing up. Oh, no, 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 no. Let's hit on this. Jackson State. Jackson State has, uh, they, they are pushing, and not, not even necessarily Jackson State, but Jackson officials in Jackson, Mississippi, are pushing for a new stadium. It says a sense of urgency to keep Don Sanders has pushed the Jackson City Council to roll out a plan for a new stadium. Uh, it says... We've had so much success with our coach, Deion Sanders, prime time, and it's just the perfect time if we're going to get a new stadium to start talking and let's try to make it a reality. Ward 3 Councilman Kenneth Stokes said via WLBT, we're all hoping that Coach Prime stays in the city for a long period of time, but a lot of colleges and universities are trying to get his talents, which is absolutely true. Uh, He's been rumored for a ton of P5 jobs. Um, When you look at, uh, it says maybe if we can show as a state that we are committed to him staying and to the new stadium, maybe it would help encourage him to stay. Uh, because it, it, what they're looking at is basically this quote right here from Councilman Vernon Hartley. We're talking economic impact in the millions. If and when he decides to move on, it's going to be a loss. We need to go ahead and take advantage of all the things we can do right now. This is 100% true. Uh, Jackson has been pushing for a new stadium for a long, long time. Uh, it has One died in the Mississippi legislature. Uh, legislature earlier this year uh, because the current governor does not believe in using you know taxpayer funds to build a new stadium however uh, that is something that could help the city of Jackson big time if you want to get involved in big time athletics uh, whether it's for Jackson State or by bringing a bowl game or finding you know anything find a way to get Ole Miss to play one game a year or Mississippi State something along those lines most SEC schools typically do not want to take games away from campus but some have. Arkansas signed a deal with the city of Little Rock a long time ago. Missouri has now signed a deal with St. Louis to play one game there per year. So there are ways to get it done. If you can if you can sign a deal that is lucrative, uh, lucrative enough with some of the state schools, yeah, it helps tourism. It helps the economic impact of your city. So that is something to pay attention to when looking at uh, – the whole Deion Sanders situation. Do I think that something like that would be enough to keep him there? Probably not, because I he has stated it before. He wants to be an FBS, a Power 5 a head coach. Uh, I think he's probably going to get the opportunity. We shall see. All right, moving along. Jalen Daniels, that's what I wanted to bring up. 
Da-da-da. Kansas quarterback Jalen Daniels uh, was reported to be out for the season with a grade three, uh, let's see, separation of his right shoulder. Now, this was uh, from Zach Boyer. Well, Jalen Daniels, you know, a couple days ago, tweeted out, sheesh, that's news to me, uh, which is surprising, of course, because when you see a report like this, uh, typically they've gotten some kind of uh, confirmation. They've gotten something. Well, the guy that reported it is a freelancer, and the paper that he freelances for basically said, uh, we can't confirm it, so if that's his report, that's on him, we, we're we not going to run with this. So, uh, very interesting. Jalen Daniels, of course, comes out and says, sheesh, that's news to me. And then Lance Leipold, not that long after, tweets this out. He said, look who dropped by my office tonight. And it is, of course, Jalen Daniels sitting in a chair in his office, and he's holding his shoulders in the air, which is a little surprising because if you had a a grade three separation of the right shoulder, uh, it'd be kind of hard to do that, you know? Now, we don't know that this picture was taken right then. I mean, who knows? There's a lot of things that you could read into this. Uh, One is the idea that Leipold may have been using this to see who basically he could be playing whack-a-mole right uh, and by whack-a-mole we mean he's trying to figure out who he can trust with information inside of his football program just a guess Leipold's name has been brought up for several power five jobs Nebraska Wisconsin etc uh, if you want to start talking if you want to figure out some things if you are heading into uh, a big slate in the big 12 you want to make sure that you know who you can trust. The other side of this is uh, there are some athletes that maybe don't necessarily believe that their injury is going to keep them out for as long as some people believe it will. And maybe that's the case with Jalen Daniels. We'll see. Um, Because maybe Zach Boyer is right. Like, if it's a grade three separation, then he might be out for the entire year. And we just don't know. I guess it has to do with pain tolerance. It's got to do with a lot of things as to whether or not he's going to be effective as a quarterback for the rest of the year. But props to Lance Leipold. Playing the social media game the right way. Very impressive. I was uh, I was shocked to see it because you don't normally see a report like that it just completely get squashed within like two hours. That, that just it does not happen. Um, and yet here we are. Here we are. We'll see what happens with it. Uh, last thing that I want to hit on here. And we've got the ACC uh, commissioner. So Jim Phillips talked to uh, ESPN and Jeff Borzello. Uh, He said that there is a lot of push to expand the college football playoff in 2024. It said the board of managers voted in early September to expand the playoff to 12 teams. No, we talked about that. 2026 at the latest, but they would rather have it done by 2024, 2025. Uh, Phillips said, we're trying, we're committed to doing it. We really are across 10 conferences and Notre Dame. We feel really good about the work that's been done um, these last five or six months. We are unified in trying to get it done. It's just the logistics of this thing are difficult. Not insurmountable, but time is not a friend of ours right now. Time is not on our side. He said, there's a lot of push to try and get this thing done. And what he's saying basically is, you've got the national championship game. You've got all that stuff already scheduled out for 2024 and 2025. The locations are of course in Atlanta and uh, Miami, if I'm not mistaken, Atlanta, the schedule does not work for them to push the date back. 
So if you were going to try and do this, you would basically have to rearrange the entire college football schedule, not just the bowl schedule. If you're going to go later into January, you have to figure it out uh, but, but way beforehand, way, way ahead of time, because those stadiums are rented out years in advance for specific dates. In this situation, I don't know that 2024 is possible. I think that Miami, uh, they are able to work out a few things. That seems a little more plausible, but they would prefer. The issue is you have to do it for both already. So you got to work on 2025, uh, even while you're working on 2024. So if you can find a way to get it done, then absolutely. So it's this is something to pay attention to going forward. Uh, the more that we hear about this, the more I believe that they will get it done by 2024, uh, whether that's having to move locations, whether that's rearranging the calendar in some way, maybe starting the college football season a week earlier, like lots of different things that can be done that people may just not want to be done. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, let's uh, let's hit this ad, and then on the back side, we're going to hit our all of our picks, uh, not picks, but uh, where we think game day is going, our week eight preview, like the most important games, et cetera. Let's, let's knock this out. Let's check out some things you should know about. College football is back, and BetUS TV has you covered. Every Tuesday and Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, we've got expert game analysis to help you make informed decisions before kickoff, only on the BetUS TV College football channel. Visit winningcureseverything.com to find everything you need to know about us, including full shows in video or podcast form, gambling picks, merch, the gear we use, and more. If you want more content from me, Gary, visit betustv.com. I host the How to Gamble on Sports show and, from August through January, the BetUS College Football Show. You can subscribe to both on YouTube. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or whatever's your favorite podcast app. And if your app allows it, leave a five-star written review. Visit the Winning Cures Everything web store to get all kinds of football shirts, hats, hoodies, mugs, and more. Visit winningcureseverything.com slash store to see what all we've added. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. And now, back to the show. All right, let's dive back into it. Uh, where is college game day going for week number eight? So, of course, last week uh, we said that there was an option for them to go to Tennessee, Alabama. Uh, yeah, I didn't think they would go right back to Knoxville, but that is such a monstrous matchup that they ended up doing it anyway. Here is what I've got. Uh, UCLA and Oregon are both guaranteed to be undefeated. They are both coming off of buys. It is Chip Kelly's return to Eugene, etc., or another return 
to Eugene. Um, this is an interesting one uh, to me because there's not a ton of hype around the Pac-12, and we did already see Oregon get blasted by Georgia early. But this seems like the most likely destination because I don't know how many opportunities game day is going to have to go out to the Pac-12. So this is certainly an opportunity. They wanted to go to Utah this week. Utah did not hold up their end of the deal. Uh, Next week, Texas at Oklahoma State. If Oklahoma State, of course, gets a win over TCU and Texas beats Iowa State, that could be an option. Uh, Kansas State at TCU next week. you know, if Kansas State, of course, uh, well, Kansas State, of course, wins. Uh, if TCU beats Oklahoma State, that's the biggest thing, I believe. Uh, you do have Minnesota at Penn State. That is the wideout at Penn State. I believe that's an ABC game. So, obviously, that would help with travel. If Minnesota goes ahead and wins at Illinois this weekend and Penn State beats Michigan, that could certainly be an option. Uh, that way you can celebrate both of those programs that, you know, have been good but not great over the past few years, uh, but that would be a trip back to Happy Valley. Uh, You've got Mississippi State at Alabama. They have not been to Tuscaloosa. However, they have covered Alabama twice on the road. That could be tricky. Um, But if State gets a win against Kentucky and Alabama beats Tennessee, would not surprise me to see that because that is a night ESPN game in Tuscaloosa next week. Syracuse at Clemson is an interesting one. Clemson, of course, has Florida State this week. Uh, okay, like we'll see. Um, I, I, I imagine that they are going to win that game. Syracuse hosts NC State. If the Orange get the win over NC State, and remember they are probably, probably, without Devin Leary, the quarterback, if Syracuse gets the win, they will be 6-0. And Clemson will be, what, 6-0, 7-0? That could be intriguing. I think that's the, I, I think that's going to be an ABC game next week. Uh, not totally certain, but that is an interesting one. And uh, the last one that I wrote down, Marshall at James Madison. I, I don't know that you can do that now with Marshall looking so bad, but if you just want to celebrate James Madison, uh, yeah. I mean, they visited James Madison when they were an FCS program. Uh, that that bunch is jumping right now. Uh, James Madison plays at Georgia Southern this weekend, or maybe it's the other way around. Uh, either way, they play Georgia Southern this weekend. If they can get that win, they'll be undefeated next week. Maybe you want to take a break from the bigger games. I doubt it. They've already gone to App State this year. Uh, My guess will be, here's my prediction. I think they go to UCLA, Oregon. I don't know that they're going to get a whole lot of other opportunities to do that. Uh, I don't think Penn State wins this weekend. I, I don't know about Mississippi State, Alabama. That's interesting. But UCLA at Oregon feels like the right spot because I don't think they're going to get back out to the West Coast. So that is my prediction. UCLA at Oregon for week number eight. Moving right along. This is our college football week seven preview. We go through a list of questions, and I try and answer them. And we'll see how this goes. See if my voice holds up because it does not feel great. So, (laughs) All right. Uh, Question number one. The biggest brand games, who will get the highest ratings? I think Alabama-Tennessee this weekend gets the highest ratings. I think that's your number one spot. Uh, Aside from that, Penn State-Michigan will be number two. I think Clemson-Florida State is going to get number three, with that being the ABC game at night. Uh, Iowa State-Texas is an ABC game, and that one's an early game. I think that'll be number four here. Uh, Ole Miss-Auburn 
number five on ESPN in the noon slot. And I do think uh, USC and Utah, the night game there, I believe on Fox. Uh, I just don't think there's a ton of hype or care from the Pac-12, even about this Lincoln-Riley story. So I think that could get really tricky. Uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. We'll, we'll see. But I, I think Alabama-Tennessee will be the highest-rated game of next weekend. All right, the most exciting games for next week, or the closest games, whichever one. I've got a few of them written down here. TCU-Oklahoma State, I think, is going to be a whole lot of fun. I think you're going to see a ton of explosive plays because both defenses are bad at stopping them. Um, you got two really good quarterbacks. you got two suspect defenses and two coaches that like to to score points. Just bottom line. Uh, I think that's going to be a pretty close game. You know, could be within a touchdown, something like that. I think that it, I think that's going to be the most exciting game of the weekend. Uh, BYU-Arkansas, that's another one where the total is pretty high now. And with KJ Jefferson back, I think that could be very, very interesting. <clears throat> so I will I will roll uh, BYU-Arkansas as one of the most exciting games. Memphis and East Carolina, one that not a lot of people are paying attention to right now, and I can totally understand it. But that is one where, uh, yeah, there's a lot on the line for both of those teams, and I do think that uh, both of those offenses can score. I think uh, neither defense is great. Yeah, I will I will take that to be exciting. Uh, a very close game. USC-Utah, that's another one that's going to be a, a tight game, I would imagine. Utah is favored in the game. Uh, there is a, a... The weakness of USC's defense is their running defense. Utah is committed to the run. So we'll see uh, how they're able to stack up. I, I think that USC should probably win that game, but if you have not seen the helmets that Utah is wearing, uh, there's going to be a lot of emotion in that building on Saturday night. I mean, Rice-Eccles Stadium is going to be jumping for that one. So that one should be a lot of fun. Very interesting. How about another close game? Florida and LSU. That one is, I think that one has the potential to be an incredibly close game. I don't know that it's going to be super high scoring. You're not going to see a ton of explosive plays, whatever. But Jalen Daniels, Jalen Daniels, uh, Jaden Daniels, and Anthony Richardson, just that matchup in and of itself is going to be a lot of fun to watch. And so I'm interested in that one. And finally, uh, this one I think could be very exciting. Western Michigan and Ohio, as far as big plays, like explosive plays, et cetera, I think that is one that, uh, I think that's one that could be really exciting. Really, really exciting. Who has the most to gain and who has the most to lose? That is an interesting question, right? I've got a few games here on this one. Um, the The winner of Michigan-Penn State, whoever that is, could still make the playoff even with a close loss to Ohio State. That is interesting to pay attention to. Uh, the winner, of course, still in the Big Ten race. Uh, really, the loser is still in the race as well if you can beat Ohio State. But uh, you're going to need the other one to lose twice. And I don't know that that's possible. So... I, I think whoever wins Michigan-Penn State uh, has the most to gain, and, and the loser has the most to lose, of course. Oklahoma and Kansas. Oklahoma needs to get out of the cellar now, big time. Uh, they're about to lose the fan base. They're about to lose uh, some players. That, I mean, just that things have been so bad. Uh, 
do you need a win like this? So if you're Oklahoma, you got a lot to gain and a lot to lose in this. Kansas, much the same way. You just lost Jalen Daniels. Uh, you want to make sure that you are not just stuck on the mat, right? Like, that's the biggest thing. You want to make sure that that fast start to the season doesn't turn into what 2009 did when you started 5-0 and and then went 5-7, and right? So if you want to keep momentum, you need to, you need to get a win over a not-good Oklahoma team. That's, uh, that's my guess there. Memphis and ECU, uh, with, the, with the way that Memphis lost last week to Houston, giving up a 19-point lead in the fourth quarter, probably need to go on the road and get this win. Uh, because, it, you know, it, the, people are talking in the background. I will say that. Uh, for East Carolina, yeah, you got blown out by Tulane. I don't think that that's necessarily a bad loss. It's just a, it, you, you played poorly. Uh, you only scored nine points at Tulane. And, yes, the Tulane defense is legit for sure. But that is one to kind of keep an eye on. Memphis at East Carolina. A lot of stakes in that game. Florida State and Clemson. Florida State started out the year undefeated, and now they have lost two straight. And now you got Clemson coming to town. This is kind of a uh, gut check time, right? The, you know, if you're Clemson, you want to win this, and and you should be smooth sailing on the way to um, – you know, winning the conference, basically. Uh, like, you you get this one out of the way, and you should be fine. A, a night game at Tallahassee. This is what Dabo Sweeney get, started building towards when he first got the Clemson job. He wanted to make sure that they beat Florida State, even in Tallahassee, even at night on national television. That's what got his program on the map. And I think he's going to look at this as the same situation. they got a lot of guys coming back on the defensive line. Uh, maybe some guys coming back in the secondary. We shall see. Um, but, yeah, I th- this is going to be an interesting game for Florida State because you've already lost two in a row. Both of them, you know, you outgained yards per play, the opposition. What can you do here? Like, if you lose three straight, does that completely dismantle all of the momentum that you had to start the season? It's much the same the same as the Kansas situation, right? Um, I've got Syracuse on here against NC State. Syracuse is undefeated, 5-0. and If you beat NC State, even without their quarterback, that gets you to six wins. Dino Babers hadn't been bowling since they won 10 games back a few years ago. So something to pay attention to there for sure. And I've got Tennessee on here. They got a lot to gain out of this. Uh, if they beat Alabama, they are a legitimate national title contender. Even if they were to lose to Georgia later on in the year in November in Athens, you could still reasonably get them in the playoff. Like, how how crazy is that to consider? And you want to talk about a massive, massive game for a fan base? They have been waiting on this one for 16 years. I mean, the first year that Saban got to Alabama in 2017, Tennessee was ranked, came into Bryant-Denny Stadium, and Alabama had, I believe, four or five starters that were suspended for that game. <coughs> and Alabama ran them out of the building. Uh, kicked an onside kick on the opening play of the game and never looked back. I think it was like 41-17. to 17. Uh, it, was, it was rough. It was rough. So Tennessee fans have been waiting on a situation like this. Their closest games that they have played against Alabama have actually been in Tuscaloosa. So now they've actually got one at home where people think they've got a shot and they're undefeated. This is the first top six matchup between these two in history. I had no idea. No idea that. Um, Because both of them obviously ranked in the top six. They've never had it before. 
So it makes it even that much bigger. All right, moving right along, uh, we've got two more questions that we're going to answer. Who is the most likely double-digit underdog to pull out a win outright? Who can pull an upset win outright as a double-digit dog? I've got three of them this week. On Friday night, I think Navy is a live dog against SMU. That SMU defense is bad. Uh, you can get Navy at plus 360 over at BetUS right now. Uh, that would be the way to go. So go on and check that out. Uh, Navy is plus 12 and a half. Uh, Nebraska, plus 13 and a half right now against Purdue. Uh, this one is in West Lafayette. Do I think it's likely? No, but this team is fighting for Mickey. So I, I'm curious uh, but that's one just to pay attention to. Plus 420 um, against Purdue is the uh, the money line right now. But Nebraska's plus 13.5. And, and I tossed this one on there just because I think there's going to be a lot of high variance in this game because you got two bad defenses. Arizona is plus 14 at Washington. Do I think there's a more, like a, a better chance that Washington blows them out? Yes. I think Washington is the significantly better team. Uh, but with Jacob Cowing and Jaden DeLora, et cetera, like I, I'm gonna kind of always put them in the spot because even as bad as the defense is, uh, if you somehow get some turnovers off of Washington, I don't. I, I think that Delora and Cowing can put on a clinic against this defense. So, I you know plus four forty, that I, that wouldn't surprise me honestly. I think that Arizona has a shot. So, uh, so the ones we're looking at for ten plus point underdogs winning outright Navy. Nebraska and Arizona. Watch out for those three. And then finally, the last one of the week. This is the G5 games of the week. One I've already talked about, Memphis at East Carolina. That one, a lot of anxiety around that one. A lot of anxiety. I don't think Mike Houston has to worry about anything as far as his job is concerned at East Carolina. But uh, Silverfield might might want to pay attention. We'll see. San Jose State at Fresno State. That one is, I I think San Jose State is the best team in the Mountain West. And their schedule is super easy. And this was expected to be one of their most difficult games. I don't know that it is now with Logan Fife playing. But they've been talking about Jake Hayner. And eh, we don't know when he's going to come back, etc. They did announce Logan Fife as the starter. Why would you announce Fife as the starter so quickly I, I'm just, I wonder if Hayner's maybe going to come back in this game at some point. Just just curious. Uh, and then finally, Kent State at Toledo. I think this one has all of the, the makings to be a classic game. Uh, Jason Candle hardly ever wins the, all the games that he's supposed to. Toledo looks like they are just going to kind of run through the MAC. But they, they did get beat by San Diego State, who is a pretty bad football team. Uh, they, they didn't look good against Ohio State, but who does? Uh, this just seems like one of those spots where Kent State, with that offense, they can find a way to maybe keep this game pretty close and then maybe find a way to pull it out late. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. So whoever wins this, probably going to uh, probably going to end up winning the MAC East, I think. Um, but we'll see. Or I guess maybe, maybe just the MAC overall. Uh, whoever wins this will probably win that conference. Just a guess. Just a guess. All right. That is going to wrap things up. You guys have been fantastic, of course, all week. Uh, went ahead and got out the pick segment yesterday, so go and check out that video, if you would so kindly. All the different segments have already been clipped, etc. So go ahead and check that out. Um, make sure that you check out BetUS. 
Uh, it's America's premier online sports book, BetUS.com. BetUS TV. That's right. I host the college football show for BetUS. Make sure that you check out the Tuesday and Wednesday shows at part one and part two. We went through a ton of games this week, so go ahead and check that out as well. There are links in the description to go and check that out. Uh, also, the show, of course, is brought to you by Valtimary Surf Company. What this collegiate apparel, not collegiate, but this apparel company does is they take college towns from your favorite teams, your favorite schools, and they create these surf designs, these beach designs. Uh, I've got like the Tuscaloosa Surf Company shirts. Really, really interesting. Um, but the the shirts are super comfortable, etc. These guys are fantastic. The link in the description is where you need to go, but it's valtimarysurfco.com. It's a V-A-L-T-E. RM, I don't even, you know what? I tried to do it from memory. I got no idea. Go click the link in the description. Valtimary Surf Company. Use the promo code Gary10. Gary10. You're going to get 10% off of your order. I recommend it. I've got two of the shirts. They are super comfortable. I wear them around the house. I wore them out to the driving range not that long ago. Uh, it just, I'm telling you, definitely worth a visit, and the prices are pretty good, and you can get an extra 10% off using Gary10. With that said, let's go on and get out of here. I, I need to rest the voice. I need to chill. I might end up in Knoxville this weekend. I'm not sure. Uh, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how things go. All right. With that said, you guys take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And hopefully, hopefully, all of your tickets cash this week. Thanks for listening to Winning Cures Everything. Make sure and subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. And make sure to leave a nice five-star review. You can follow Gary on Twitter, at GaryWCE. And the show is at Winning Cures. Be sure to check out the merch in our web store and share the show. What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide-open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its Opry ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com.